to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen. With me today are Louis D'Souza and Anne-Marie Young. This is your Daily Dose of Happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. Happy summer to everybody anywhere in the Northern Hemisphere. Happy winter if you're in the Southern Hemisphere. I don't know if there's such a thing if you're a skier, perhaps. But uh, here in the Northern Hemisphere, we're, we're enjoying summer. So we're celebrating it with everybody far and wide. And we have our usual uh, guest of suspects or group of suspects here, Louie and Anne-Marie, joining me uh, on this Monday. And we have a special hey. guest joining us, Karen Thimer. Karen had an interesting uh, experience at the age of 50. She'll tell us about that in a moment that, that kind of uh, made her stop and think. And that's something that we often do around here. We do a lot of stopping and thinking. So I think it's going to be right in the swing of things. But Karen, thank you for joining us. How are you doing today? Thank you for having me today on your on your show. I am doing amazing. I uh, just got back from camping. It was our July 1st uh, here in Canada weekend. And um, and uh, yeah, so and we have great weather here and I'm doing awesome. And thank you. Thank you. For You're welcome. Having show today. Yeah, we're glad to have you. And uh, we, we were getting talking before we, we started here about uh, what the topic would be. None of us really hit on anything. So we'll just kind of get started with who Karen Thimer is. That's always a good starting point. So you had uh, you did have an experience uh, coming up on when you turned age 50. Why don't we start with that story? Sure. Sounds good. Um, yeah. I mean, there's lots to talk about, but um, so let's see, 50, 50. I was, that was six years ago. Oh my gosh. It's amazing <laughs> how quickly time flies by. I tell you. So yeah, I was approaching 50 and uh, six years ago. And uh, I remember thinking to myself like, wow, where has time gone? As we all know, time flies by super fast, right? And and it's kind of, for me, it's like, let's slow things down a little bit. But uh, anyway, I remember thinking to myself, wow, this is how the first part of my life looked like. How do I want to live the second, right? And and then I was like, and then, well, actually, and then life threw me a curveball and I became single. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that's how kind of my journey started. And um I remember thinking to myself, like I'm a one of the hats I wear. I'm a massage therapist, uh, and uh, I remember thinking, okay, now I got to sink or swim here. Now what do I do? I have a single income, mm. right? And, mm -hmm. uh, and I thought, how am I going to survive? I was up to debt in my eye, like up to debt in my eyeballs, or mm -hmm. however that goes. And <laughs> uh, and I really need to focus on building my massage business. So, but. I believe in the universe and the universe always has other plans for us. So at the same time as I was going, okay, I need to promote my business. I need to start networking. And um, next thing you know, actually a network marketing company showed up in my life. And I thought, I don't need another business, especially one of those. And I'm like, I need to just focus. Right. So anyway, next thing you know, I signed up for the, with this company and I'm super grateful still with them today. And, uh, but I went to an event about a year, year and a half later after I joined. And the host of this event said, if your business and your life hasn't changed in the last year, go find out what your blocks are. So for me, I was like, okay, well, my life hasn't changed. I'm getting more in debt. I'm kind of freaked out here. Uh, you know, nothing's changed in my life in probably like a year or two. Right. So I went up to one of my mentors and I said, Dr. Bob, what do I do? I have this thing called a block. How do I get rid of it? Right? Because <laughs> I didn't understand, right? I just knew my life was the same year after year and things were actually not getting any better. So he said, go find a coach. 
So that's what I did. So I found a coach, started learning how our mind works. Uh, my co my very first coach uh, did NLP, and we started learning where some of my blocks are were around success, and apparently there's quite a lot of blocks <laughs> around different things. But it's okay. This is I'm sure there's more to come, right? Anyway, so uh, that's got myself on the journey of um, you know learning how the mind and body, uh, my, how the mind works. And then in 2018, um, I decided to go on a healing journey because I was having a lot of digestive problems. I had cancer back in the day. I'm 12. I say I'm a 12. Oh, gosh, maybe 13 year cancer thriver. So uh, and uh, I thought, you know what? I'm not feeling great. My stomach. I was having stomach issues and uh, I decided to go on a healing journey, which kind of really opened my eyes to so much more, right? On how our mind and body and our spirit work together. And then uh, when we had the first lockdown, I mean, I feel like I could probably talk about that journey forever, but I won't take up the whole time here. <laughs> and um, yeah, and then uh, when we had the first lockdown, I when I had to shut down my massage business and that's where I decided to uh, pivot um, and get into coaching. And uh, the laughter yoga, like what I was mentioning earlier to you. So, yeah. That's good. And yeah. As, you, as I was learning your story, I was hearing echoes in my co-host, Louis D'Souza, because he has always so also been on a healing journey throughout a large portion of his life. He's also been in at one point in time into network marketing. So there were parallels going on there. And right. uh, I, I'm, I'm curious to know, Louis, what does any of this kind of echo in your mind and, and like bring things up for you? Oh, definitely. Uh, you know, I was just thinking, um, you know, one of the things I learned about network marketing is it's a self-development course in disguise. <laughs> one of the toughest ones. <laughs> oh, my gosh, is it ever. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I learned so much from that. Um, you know, I'll never, ever, ever regret doing it. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, your healing journey, of course, I'd love to dive more into that. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. What, what, which part? <laughs> uh, what, what healing methods did you use? Got it. Okay. So I have a friend of mine who, uh, her sister runs a retreat and part of this retreat is doing plant medicine. And, um, uh, yeah. And it just opened my eyes to so much more of how we, uh, hold on to memories, ourselves hold on to memories thing is whose memory is it right and i believe um sorry my cat keeps walking in front of the screen here so, um, <laughs> yeah, so if you see a cat tail kind of go across that's why <laughs> try to keep him pushed aside here that's anyway. that spice that's all that does it's <laughs> exactly <laughs> so i started learning how we carry um a lot of lineage uh trauma, I guess, from, from the past and stuff. And I started learning about how um, we're really good as humans in bearing our emotions, <laughs> right? And uh, we don't even know what we're holding on to. So I started learning about more of, you know, from like healing on say, some of my past traumas and, um, you know, learning that uh, what are emotions all about? Why do we have emotions? And what do we learn from these different, well, I'll go on the negative emotions, like the sadness, anger, fear, whatever. So I started learning, like, what is this all teaching us, right? So, yeah. So why do we have emotions? 
<laughs> There's a question. Yeah. Well, I believe, yeah. I believe we're here to um, have experiences and learn lessons, right? And I believe, I mean, I'm not an expert in this department. This is, you know, um, but I believe that, um, yeah, like these negative emotions, if we're feeling guilty, where does that guilt come from? You know, whose story of that guilt is it? Is our parents, you know, taught us something as a kid and then we take on that these things are true? You know, where does, you know, anger come from? What are we angry about, right? Um, I know for me, when my anger starts to show up, it's all around feeling like I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough to do something, right? So I have tools to go, okay, what is this about? Where is this coming from? this anger. And then it's like, okay, let's change things up about it. Let's change that programming, change the thoughts, the words into, you know, I'll give you an example. Um, when I first started this journey of podcasting, for instance, right, when we had the first lockdown and my friend goes, you need to be on a podcast and share your story. So I was like, oh my God, I can't speak in front of people. There's no way, right? <laughs> I had to write a bio and I had no idea how to write a bio. I never had to. What would I need a bio for in my past, right? So five hours I had of anxiety on writing this bio. Mm. And my dog feeds off my energy and he's whining and barking at random stuff. And I'm getting more and more angry and frustrated. And then all of a sudden, I like it, it started escalating after five hours. And I took my phone and I just smashed it because I didn't know what to do with this anger. I don't have a punching bag, right? So, and Poor so I phone. took the, I feel sorry for the phone. I mean, oh, and this was during the lockdown when nothing was open, right? So I took my phone and I was like, ah, and I did a lot of swearing and smashed it on the ground. And I was like, huh. I think I need some, I think I have some anger that I need to uh, figure out what this is about, right? I'm a big fan of journaling and finding out my answers. So I journaled this out. Okay, what is this anger about? Like, what is this? Because it's not about writing a bio. Well, to make a, a long story short, it was around, didn't have a university degree. I don't have a college degree. You know, I just got by in school. I did go back to school at 40, though, and became a massage therapist. But there was that, who's going to listen to me? on these on these shows right i don't have this university degree and that's what it boiled down to and i'm like okay karen let's think this through if i need someone to to that needs a university degree if i have a client that shows up that i need to send them to someone who has that degree then let's just be resourceful right but that's all that was about it's like okay now karen let's be resourceful right let's do use this thing called google to look up how do you write a bio <laughs> Like it was so simple, but it's that old programming that says, who's going to listen to you? You're not smart enough. You don't have this, you know, degree and stuff. Right. And then I was just like, well, okay. I, I would think you would have a much bigger audience if you didn't have a degree. <laughs> probably, probably, but I had to, but this is the old. This it's, is it's the, just your thinking process. That, you know, I need to have some level of qualification, you know. That's right. I, I've never showed my qualification to anybody and I have very little time for f official education now, but you know, it's taken me a long time to get there. <laughs> I, I've never even considered it for, you know, vetting guests. Do they have a degree? Like what? Wait a minute. <laughs> well, I didn't even think that this was an issue with me, right? So yeah, like, it's like, I didn't even think this was an issue until I, you know, had all this anger that showed up. Right. It's like, okay, let's think this through. Right. So, but surely, isn't life experience just as wonderful as an education? It is an education, isn't it? Yeah, I say we're in. I say we're in university to be a human. <laughs> I'm like in university it. to be a human. What does this mean? Yeah. 
now you're making me thinking about my college education because I, 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 I don't have a good explanation for why I went, why I went to school. It was just like the next thing you, you did. But I mean, I had no particularly good reason to go to school. And so since then, I've kind of asked myself, so why did I do it? I know I got some stuff out of it, but why did I do it? You just gave me one of the better answers. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hated school growing up. I was bored to tears. You know, it wasn't until I went back to school at the age of 40 because I was burnt out in my in my career and, and I was like, well, what am I going to do here? Okay. I'm going to become a massage therapist because I was fascinated in the body. Right. So, and I mean, I graduated, I did fine in school. Right. But there was that old stigma of like, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm sure one of my parents probably said, you know, like, oh, who's going to hire you? Who's going to listen to you if you don't have this degree? And I'm sure somewhere along that line that was planted in my brain. Right. And really it's about so, Karen, you said you, you're fascinated with the body. I'm, I'm curious as to what, what, if you could delve into that a bit. Sure. Um, I believe that, um, you know, that our cells hold on to memory. Whose memory is it, for one? I believe that uh, all pain, all dis-ease in our body is linked to a stuck emotion. I don't know who figures this stuff out, but, you know, it was, well, I'll tell you because for instance, so my cancer was thyroid cancer. And I remember thinking to myself, okay, I guess I started learning about nutrition and how, you know, food can heal the body and all that. And one of my, we got on the conversation of cancer and one of my teachers had asked me about mine and she says, oh, that's linked to your voice not being heard and you not speaking your truth. So I was like, huh, well, that makes sense. I'm the baby of four. You know, and nobody ever listened to me and my family. So it made complete sense to me. And then I started learning more about it, how different organs, different diseases, um, all are linked to stuck emotions. I like using the example of cancer. Why is there so many different types of cancer? And everybody has, you know, a lot of people have different cancers. And they're, why is it that's the weak link? Like mine was thyroid. Somebody else might be breast, uh, you know, prostate, blood, whatever. Why is it that's the weak link in that person? You know, why some people get arthritis? Why is it in your knees? Or some people get it in their, you know, neck, whatever. Why is it that's the weak link in that person? So that's what I find fascinating. Did, did, did you come across Louise Hay's book, You Can Heal Yourself? Yeah, yeah, I love that book. And there's another one called, um, I think, The Body Speaks a Language or something like that. So it has everything in it and it's kind of freaky, but it makes sense. And when I, you know, when I have clients who are open to learning about this, you know, I read it back, I find whatever their issue is and I read it back to them and they're like, oh my God, that makes complete sense. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's just another way of just another part of learning. I mean, pain, pain is a symptom, right? Unless you fall down and you smash your elbow and go, oh, I hurt my elbow. Okay. That's pain, right? But if people come into me and go, I have a right shoulder pain and I don't even know why, it's like, okay, well, let's dive into this a little bit more, right? It's not always just structure, I believe, anyway. Yeah, it was interesting. I um, I had a hernia and uh, some something said to me, go look at Louise Hay's book. So, and then it said ruptured relationships. And I just had a ruptured one with my sister and with another very, very good friend of mine. And they were both together and... I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> this makes sense. Yeah. 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 And, it's fascinating. You know, 
it's it's a long story about the healing of that, but um, quite a fascinating one. But in the in the end, uh, it was interesting that I've I've never had any more ruptured relationships, and I haven't had any more hernias. You know, so <laughs> that's also quite interesting. Yeah, to to watch yeah. it from that that rear perspective. Yeah, well, I had a client. I'll share a little story. I had a client not too long ago, and. She's had chronic, and I didn't even know this because it wasn't in her file, but she had chronic neck and shoulder pain, and it was getting worse over time, right? And I thought, anyway, and one of the things I do is called uh, visceral manipulation, so your organs can uh, have a range of motion, and they can get restricted. So I was like, ah, intuitively, I was like, I feel like I need to go to her liver. Don't know why. So anyway, let's work on her liver a little bit, and nothing was moving. And I just, and liver is, or, um, liver is, uh, linked to anger. So yeah. I said to her, who are you pissed with? Cause she's also my friend too, right? So I'm like, who are you angry with? And she goes, what do you mean? And I said, I don't know. Your liver doesn't move and blah, blah, blah. And she goes, well, I'm not angry at anybody. Well, I guess I'm a little bit angry with my mom because she left me. I said, oh, I said, did she pass or what happened? Well, her mom passed away, I guess, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago or something <laughs> and, and left her. And she goes, huh, I guess maybe I have some anger. Well, next thing you know, the liver moves and all this kind of stuff. I know for anybody who's listening, they might think this is strange, but. Um, well, anyway, not this audience. I mean, other audiences. No, not this audience. Not, no, not this not audience. audience. Gotcha. <laughs> so anyway, and then within, I don't know, five minutes or whatever, she goes, she sits up and her appointment was done. She goes, oh, my God, my neck pain and shoulder pain are completely gone. And so then she thought, well, maybe this is just placebo, right? So. Next day, you know, I message her and our, or call her and I'm like, so how are you doing? And she goes, Karen, this is mo so trippy, but this is gone. And she hasn't had a problem with it since. I love those words, just placebo. We often string those together. And, and the right? implication is if it's placebo, it can't be anything real. That's right. That's right. Hey, if what makes me feel better is placebo, I'll take it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I actually think placebo is probably the most real thing that we have in the in the healing realm but we treat it as if it's it's not important something to be you know we, we, we want to basically filter it out of our, our testing because it actually gets in the way yeah <laughs> i agree <laughs> <laughs> at some point i keep thinking and hoping it's I, i'm starting to see little cracks in the dike so to speak but i keep hoping that you know the, the medical researchers are going to say you know we should be paying more attention to this placebo stuff <laughs> there's something going on here right <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that connection, mind and body is just, they're, they're learning. They're, they're getting it a little bit at a time. Little yeah. tiny, you know, a little tidbit here, a little, little change there, a little thought process over there. It's not happening in a tidal wave, but it's, it's like little cracks in the dike. Eventually the dike's going to break. It's just, I don't know how long, but yeah, I'm looking forward to the dike breaking. It's going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I love educate. I love getting people to get connected to their body, like really listen, you know, because the body, the body is so smart. We're smart from the neck down. You add in our head and forget it, right? It just screws up everything. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, the body is like this. Is this bugging? Like you, right? 
this bug you? Does this bug you? Does this bug you? And it gets a little louder. Let's go with low back pain. It's a great one to use as an example. You know, does this bug you? And then all of a sudden you sneeze and your back goes out. You can't walk, right? But anyway, so it, it will constantly like be poking you, poking you, poking you. And then it takes a two by four <laughs> to your head and goes, are you paying attention? And that's usually when disease sets in, I say, right? Or your back goes out or whatever it is, right? And then it's like, are you paying attention now? Because I've been bugging you all this time. Because people will come up to me, I don't know why this happened. Well, did you get these little twinges? Did you get this? Did you get that? Well, yeah, that's been happening for years. There's your little poke, poke, poke. Yeah. Yeah, if they learn to listen to the small things, the big things wouldn't be a problem. Right. That's so true. Yeah, a student once said to a master, it's easy for you, master, you know, <laughs> everything works smoothly in your life and all the rest of it. So the master said to the student, says, it's, it's not that I don't have problems. This is the only difference between you and me is I deal with them when they're small. Mm, love that. That's a good one. I keep thinking a lot of this ties back to uh, the topic you kind of alluded to earlier, that of self-confidence. Because you, you, when you uh, when, when you got divorced and, and you were trying to figure out how to move on with your life, the stories you were telling at that point were those where you lacked self-confidence. I think that's it's almost epidemic today. I, yeah. I know I've been working on my own self-confidence for a number of years now. Um, Anne-Marie, I know, has. Uh, Louis's been doing it for decades. I mean, it's, it, it's a big deal, and it's one that doesn't get enough attention, I don't think. I agree. I agree. Well, and we get scared of judgment. Right. Like right. I know for me, you Oops, you're, you're muted there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, I know the first time for me, I'll use doing these shows, right? Like I was scared and I was afraid of judgment and what will people think? And what happens if this goes like just so much chatter in the mind, right? Cause the mind mm. will take you on a heck of a journey if you allow it. Right. And, um, so I go on it and next thing you know, my dog starts barking and he sees something and the cat is knocking things over. Like <laughs> right? some people had children screaming in the background. I have a dog that barks in the background. Right. And it's like, sorry, what can I do? Right. Like I can't do anything about this. So I'm like, I threw something at him. And then of course he ripped it apart. But anyway, so yeah. But then I'm like, okay, well, you know what? I survived it, but it helped me start to now build the confidence in speaking. You know, I went on Clubhouse, joining all these different opportunities so I could speak, build that confidence. It's a new muscle. It is a muscle. It was what interesting for me because it was... Oh, go ahead. Uh, it was interesting because it was different for me, Karen, because um, I always had the confidence, but I, I needed the structure. So I went to Toastmasters and they really helped structure how to speak and when to speak and in which way all the rest of it. So I really enjoyed the structure aspect, but I've, I've never been shy, I suppose. In, in no, no. The idea I can't, of I can't speaking it. It. <laughs> No, that, that's not the first one. <laughs> <person. laughs> but I know you, you, you've done Toastmasters. I know you, you, you've been dealing in your earlier years with a lot of issues with people in your life, and, and it, was always, it was always like there was a disconnect that was going on. And I think that's what the mm. Toastmasters helped you to kind of pull together, didn't it? Just knowing how and when to interact with people and, and how to reach out to them, how to connect with them. Actually, my biggest teacher was, was a girl at work when I worked for the Met Police many years ago. Um, you know, she would, uh, we'd go out for dinner and she'd say, look at the waiter, look at his eyes, speak to him, you know, mm -hmm. wear this tie with this shirt, you know, and she would carry on and on and on. 
just giving me the basics that everybody else knew all along, but I had no clue. <laughs> <laughs> no clue about it all, which was really it's quite a journey. I mean, but she she was probably my biggest teacher in all of that because she was consistent over about five years doing this again and again and again till it just started sinking in, you know, that uh, uh, just, just the way I used to treat humans and uh, was – was very analytical and very ba ba bum boom 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 you know <clears throat> I still got a lot of that I can see in the background but um you know it's a lot more flexible and easy now for me to deal with everything and everybody because um you know you really start seeing people for who they are and then it's really really easy to relate you know you can see where they are and you just talk to them about where they are you know, it's quite easy after a while so you know it's a lot it's a lot of fun um once you start becoming when you're hugely confident and and you can see things as they are um things just flow in a way you know i mean the the sauna experience i had again today is just just incredible how everything just flows one after the other after the other um we won't go into my sauna stories this time but um (laughs) you have to understand karen this is like a a common theme every every other story that comes out louis mouth starts with i was in the sauna the other day and that's <laughs> we know there's a story coming that that's awesome <laughs> uh yeah but but uh you know um you i can see that you you've had this journey um of, of awakening and it seems to be of related around about your 50th or something um and you've got a website based around helping people you know integrate that part of their life. And I think it's a very important um, topic and aspect that you're bringing up there. You know, I'm 54 or five or something, you know, 55, a couple of days time, Um, (laughs) the end of July. Um, So, you know, it's, it's just, you know, you do start wondering where you're going, what you're doing. And, you know, I joined something, um, I haven't really, told everybody you know i said i i wanted to or i did uh, join the uh, it's a group called it's an australian group that's quite prolific in the uk it's it's called men in sheds mm. and uh, these guys have got all the tools and all the sheds and they're all a whole bunch of old guys who mostly come there to socialize but if you've got any task or anything that you want to do They've literally got everything. They've got planar surfaces, rafters, you know, all the things I don't have, the, the bigger tools, and they've got everything. And they've got the experience and the expertise to guide me because it's something I really want to do at the moment. I'm quite passionate about, uh, you know, trying to do something uh, a little more artistic on the, on the woodwork front. You know, I've done fences and railway sleeper, uh, veggie beds and, um, you know, done the flooring in the house, et cetera, et cetera. But now I want to do something a little more finesse. (laughs) So, you know, these guys are really being able to help me, uh, all the rest of it. So it's just a great bunch of guys. Um, and you know, they, the group is very specific. It's completely free by the way, as well. Um, at least this, this one is, I don't know if any of the others they charge, but I don't think uh, as a whole, these, these groups charge, but you know, they've, they just really a lot about socializing and helping each other, you know, coping with this stage and this age in life and, you know, chatting and building up a camaraderie and a bit of friendship and, you know, and all the rest of it, which is more difficult as you get older. It's definitely easier when you're younger. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's just <laughs> a belief, isn't it? <laughs> I think as you get older, you care less. So you just talk to everybody. 
And yeah, know, but I've always done that. <laughs> 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 now I'm making more sense. <laughs> I think, you know, I think too that um, you know, as we get older, you know, it's like who do we want to hang out with now, mm. right? Yeah. Yes. That are like, you know, it's drama all the time and, you know, just really stuck Mm. and bring us down. Or do we want to hang out with people to learn from and, and, you know, that we actually really enjoy being around and lift our spirits, I think, anyway. Mm. Well, yeah, I I mean, I was chatting to a 72 year old the other day. She just had a birthday. She was saying, you know, the thing about my age is you've done so many funerals and. And all the rest of it, and it's just like the way it is as you get older. Um, there's there's a lot of people who pass. So, yeah, you, you making new friends. You know, I'm lucky I've got kids because that's one way it's quite easy with all the other parents and all the rest of it to to build up friendships and all the rest of it. But uh, you know, I'm learning that there's quite a few people in the safe soil movement <laughs> that I'm starting to become friends with now. So that that's always. Uh, very interesting, and they're very enthusiastic younger bunch. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's, it's a bit of a journey, just a bit of a journey. I had a, a visit over the weekend. Uh, I, I think I've told you guys I have an uncle who just turned this 106 years old this year. Wow! Yeah, wow. amazing. 106, and he's still doing pretty well. Um, he does have his son and daughter-in-law taking care of him, but he can do a lot of stuff on his own, so he, he's still doing pretty well. But it was an interesting visit for a number of reasons. Um, the, the ostensive reason for the visit was his eldest son was celebrating his 75th birthday. And so there was a big party for him. And the thing that I noticed both with him and with uh, one of his brothers and some of the other older people in the crowd was they were really showing age in a way mm. that I don't. And I was... I just found it kind of fascinating because this is a side of the family I really don't do a lot with. I, I, I contact, I get in contact with them maybe once every five years or something like that. It's not something where we have a regular thing going on. Um, so I haven't seen them. There's some of them I haven't seen for 10, 15 years. And it, it's just kind of fascinating to see what, talk about mindset, what their mindset is like. Because for me, I mean, you guys mentioned who you hang out with and, and choosing who you hang out with. That's one of the things I love about doing my podcast. I get to hang out with all these people that I really, really like a lot. And I get to do it every day. It's just a wonderful thing. So I think that actually contributes to my mindset in a huge way. And I, I think mm-hmm. the evidence of it is is what came out at that gathering over the weekend because the mindsets of all of my relatives were really, they weren't low vibe. They were low pace. They were very mm-hmm. slow paced. I mean, they felt old. <laughs> Some of them were younger than me. That was the part that really threw me. They were, I mean, and they were still behaving old. And I'm sure it's all because of mindset. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I hear people, you know, especially women, you know, that um, that come in and, and around, you know, the ages of, you know, coming into their fifties or in their fifties, and and they're just like, oh, I'm too old to do something new. I'm too old to go back to school. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, you know, and I think that's why I got into the 50 and free. Like, what does, you know, what does freedom mean to people? What is, you know, that kind mm. of thing, right? Yeah. And I always say freedom starts with making a decision, right? Like, you're, you're, I mean, my mom, who's 80, 89, 89, she's traveling right now with my sister, 
And, you know, she's already planning next year's trip with the family, right? Nice. She's always taking courses online. She loves Zoom now. I mean, she hated it at first, but, you know, like, but now she's like on lockdown university and she's always like, every time I call her, what, what are you doing? Oh, I'm busy on my course. I got to go. Right? <laughs> like, just for her, right? Like at 89, mm. I want to be like that at 89. I want to yeah. be like that at, you know, 106, right? So... I think, yeah, it's all, I believe it's all in my, I mean, I'm teaching my mom about, you know, what, what is manifesting, right? So, and now she's all fascinated. How do I do that? How do I manifest this? Right. Cause I point little things out to her that she's already done. Right. Mm. So yeah, it is, it is mindset. I find that staggering because like I'm 50 next year and I just seem to be like thinking, oh my gosh, these last 50 years have gone so quickly. Right. I need to get, I need to get more fun stuff in. I need to like start achieving what I really wanted to do because time goes too quickly. So it's a bit heartbreaking that people think, oh, I'm 50. That's, that's it now. Cause you've got <laughs> still got so much more time ahead of you to achieve. Mm. Yeah. And I'm learning like. You're only halfway. Exactly. exactly. Not even if you're going to 106. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I'm going to 106. <laughs> hey, if I have this quality of life. Absolutely, I'll go to 106. Oh, God, yes. I'm hoping one day there'll be a pill that will, you know, allow me to like stay forever, right? Well, it's the mindset. It's up here. Yeah, that, that that's the pill. Exactly, exactly. And it's a pill. But the nice thing is, it's, you don't even have to get a prescription plan. Well, no, I mean, yeah. it's just uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just built in. You just have to put it to use. The hard part is just learning how to use it. I mean, yeah. it takes, we have a lot of unlearning we have to do in order to use it, especially the first time that we're presented with the idea of, wow, our minds actually can not only influence, but even directly control our health, oh our God. health, our experiences, everything in our lives. That, that, that's a big concept. And it, it can take a while to not just wrap your head around it, but to, to accept it, you know, to test it out, try it and get some results there and some results there and you still don't quite believe and you try some more results. I think it's an ongoing process. <clears throat> Yeah. Well, and then you have to feel it, right? You have to feel it in your body. Like you can think all you want, but if you don't feel that in your body, right, then. Well, you have to notice it. That's right. Because it takes, I mean, it it isn't, your body keeps improving over time the more that you do it, but you don't necessarily notice it right away. Everybody else can see it. Yeah. But you just don't see it because you're, well, you live it every day. So you, you don't see the little small changes. You just, you know that you're making them, but you don't really see the results of them. But somebody else who hasn't seen you says, whoa, what have you been doing? Yeah. Yeah. Isabel, my daughter was saying to me, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Isabel, my daughter was saying to me the other day, you know, where do you want to go on, on this planet? You know, what do you want to go see? I said, I don't have any great desire to, to visit almost any places on this planet at the moment. I really have a great desire to explore the inner world. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I've done so much traveling in my life that, um, you know, I realize that the enjoyment of all the different traveling is all because of an inner experience, yeah. you know, yeah. and it all goes back to that. So how can you improve or, or appreciate the the perception or the way you're seeing things is, is kind of the inner journey that I'm, I'm, I'm spending a lot of time looking at and working on and digging, not digging, but, you know, having fun playing around. <laughs> yeah. Well, perception is huge. Perfect. Yeah. I, mean, I, I talk about that a lot here on the show, how, how I love all the different perspectives that I get from all the guests who come on. And their perceptions have certainly influenced me over time. 
but when you when you start to broaden your own perspective so you can appreciate other uh, perspectives and perceptions it I, I, it's hard to even describe but it is an immensely powerful experience and it's not just one it's like a series of them it's like it's almost like a continuity of experience yeah my friend um, she teaches something called points of points of view um, I couldn't tell you how to explain how this works how this works but she did a little demo with a bunch of us. And this is how I learned about perception. Cause I used to always think like, what do you mean you don't see this? What's wrong with you? Right. How do you not see that this is, you know, whatever it was. Right. And, um, and I couldn't understand why people didn't see things my way. Right. <laughs> Until I, I perception, right. And um, <laughs> it wasn't as uh, you know, um, whatever. Anyway, but um, so we, we had this exercise, we had to pick a card. And then we were paired up with somebody else and we looked at this card and then we told a story around it. Right. So the card that my friend, this woman and I picked out, it was like this older woman and she's wearing this, you know, beautiful hat. She has an ice cream cone. She's staring at the cone, you know, wearing nicely dressed and stuff. Right. So, um, and this was, I don't know, going back a while ago. And uh, so I looked at it and I'm like, oh, she's probably looking at this ice cream. Do I take this? Oh, this could be bad for me. And looking at all the health stuff, right? Oh, you know, do I need this sugar? So I'm, I'm looking at this picture as a negative thing. Whereas my friend, she looks at it and goes, oh, it's this vibrant lady who, you know, just had the best day at summer. And she's so excited to eat her ice cream. But it was like complete opposite. And I thought, this is amazing because it is really all perception. That's where I first learned really about like, wow, we all have a different perception on something. So it really helped me shift in, in my own awareness. But um, yeah, it was kind Certainly of cool. value it because now you yeah. validate it a whole lot more than you did five minutes before. Right? It's so yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. So while well, you and I will both know, perception, use it all. We'll lose it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've ever read the book Richard Bach Illusions. Yeah. No. Book came out no, in the well 1970s. Well worth it. Well worth it. Yeah. What, what's Richard, it called? Richard Bach is the author. Illusions. Illusions is the book. Oh, okay. He's, you may recognize Richard Bach as being the author of the book Jonathan Livingston Seagull. He's probably oh, yeah. better known for that one. That's Illusions, right. Illusions is the book that came out immediately after Jonathan Livingston Seagull. I'm going to write that down. Yeah. Beautiful. And it is a fabulous book. Truly fabulous. Yeah. It honestly does not get nearly enough attention in the circles we're in. I know I, I'm running out of labels to put on these circles that we're in, but whatever these circles are, it doesn't get nearly enough attention. I think Louis and I are about the only ones who ever talk about it that I ever hear about, but it is fabulous stuff. Really fabulous stuff. And, and it's, it's written as a very, very story to make it even more interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Simple and, and yet to the point. I mean, it's sure. just chock full of all these little, little, little wisdoms, little mm. tidbits. Of, you know, they're almost cliche-ish, but they're cliches you've never heard before. <laughs> I to get that book. <laughs> yeah, really, really good. In fact, there's a book within the Listen. book. I'll let I think about it. Right. Savior's Manual. I think I must have given out about a hundred copies by now. <laughs> have you really? <laughs> yeah. That's a great uh, present. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And it's fun to read too. I mean, it's a fun it story. Is. Yeah. It's not like your typical self-help book. Yeah. You know, your, your self-help book is, your typical self-help book is nonfiction, right? So 
now you're, you're down to how interesting is the author. But in this case, you don't care about all that. You're just reading this interesting story. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't life an illusion in so many ways? <laughs> well, that that's part of the point. Of the story. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, we're taught all this stuff. When you, if you go on, if people go on this journey, right, you get taught all this stuff growing up. And then when you start going on your journey, you know, waking up going, wait a minute. <laughs> and, and then you learn that all this stuff isn't true. It's just an illusion. And, <laughs> you know, and then it's like, wait a minute. Well, who am I then if I don't hang on to whatever it is? that you're hanging on to your story from. And you start realizing you can be whatever you want to be. Right. I know. Do whatever you want to do. Yeah. I remember. I love, I love Bob Proctor. Like I, I definitely find, Oh, I'm so sad he passed away, but uh, you know, I learned a lot from him. You know, he (laughs) taught me so much just around, you know, the old paradigm and, and you know, just how we, we, function how we hold on and and then discovering who we truly are and that yeah you can do anything you want mm-hmm. yeah, he had some pretty good teachers himself too i mean earl nightingale was one of his influences and where is a good teacher right there yeah mm-hmm. i have no doubt about that it's amazing it's amazing amazing and then now <laughs> i'm really learning about how to be present mm-hmm. right? if i want to slow time down then I need to, then not I need, I, it's important to <laughs> be present. Yeah. I just I, enjoy the simple things. I was remembering yeah. um, back in high school, of course, most of us, we try not to remember too much about high school, but there was one portion that was actually worth remembering. Um, it was actually a science class, believe it or not. In the science class, which was a boring science class for most of the year, toward the end of the year, it was a physics class. They, the, the teacher made very brief reference to what we now know as quantum physics. Now, this is back in the 1970s. So quantum physics, I'm not even sure it was called quantum physics yet. It was, it, it, it had this quantum theory, but I think the word quantum physics hadn't actually kind of come together, certainly not in the popular mindset. And I remember he introduced this concept and he talked about how it seemed to work against the rules of physics that had been known up until that time. Um, that the Einstein uh, theory of relativity had kind of upset the apple cart in certain ways. And then he just dropped it. That was the end, because that's all they had to tell us at that point. There, there, there wasn't a whole lot more pop, popular public research available. Mm-hmm. So it didn't enter, it hadn't entered the, the public school textbooks yet. And I, I felt cheated. Like, well, uh-huh. you can't just leave us on a cliffhanger like that. So what's, what else is there? What's next? It took a long time before I finally found out what the rest of it was all about, what the rest of the story was. But I'll never forget that. Like, you, you, you're cheating me here. Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't cheat me on all this information. <laughs> There's something really good. We finally had, we worked that way for the entire year. We got something good, and you're not going to tell me more about it? <laughs> but you wouldn't be teaching us now if you'd known all that then, Well, no, I suppose that's true, yeah. <laughs> so it gave me motivation is what you're saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> give me that first. <laughs> I suppose it's a thirst. It, 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 it was more of a curiosity. That, that's actually my favorite word lately is curiosity. I like the idea of being curious about things. It's so you like You like the idea of being killed. 
No, I don't believe them. Actually, that's a false tale. Did you know that? Curiosity kills the cat. It dates from a, a news report in the early 20th century about a cat that uh, had been found dead inside a chimney. And the assumption was that the, ch- the cat had been curious about what was going on in the chimney and got trapped in the chimney. It actually turned out that was not what actually happened. So curiosity actually did not ki- kill the cat, but that didn't <laughs> stop the entire thing from taking off at that point. <laughs> now, how did you Sometimes three... when I watch my cats, I think it's so true, though. <laughs> <laughs> When, when she starts attacking the, the, the other cats in the neighborhood and they start having these huge fights and saying, Oh, yeah. Something maybe not, not, not to be too curious about. <laughs> <laughs> but to answer your question, Karen, um, I was doing the podcast. I've been doing the podcast for almost 10 years now. It'll be 10 oh, years amazing. in September. And about, I don't know, what was it five years ago? Something like that. Uh, Louis found the podcast and listened to one episode and then contacted me because he thought he could be a good presenter, a good teacher. Uh, on the program. And I, I was, I, I, I expanded my, um, I, I'd been doing a weekly podcast that expanded to a daily podcast and I was filling out my roster, so to speak. Um, so there was an opening on Monday and very next Monday, he was part of the podcast. So that's how he got, came on board. And then Anne Marie came on, was it about a year ago, year and a half year ago? ago? A year ago. A year ago. Right. Was, was that because of David Strickle? How, I don't remember how we connected. Um, I would been a listener for many years. And I did tire and mm-hmm. that kind of pushed me out my comfort zone. And I was like, yeah, I'll come in. I'll come in, step in when needed and been here ever since. Yeah, that's um, been the fun part is, is having listeners come on and become co-hosts. That's happened three, four, three or four times so far. And it's great. I love it. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. It's amazing the people that you get to meet on this journey. Yes. Right? Like, mm. yeah, like I'm new to having my own podcast and... I'm still learning and still trying to figure it out, like still working on figuring it out and, you know, and where I want to go with this. I have no idea where, but I'm sure it's going to be fun, whatever it's going to do. But it, it may not be where you were thinking. That, that's what I experienced. Because the reason I started my podcast, my, my quick story is 2008, my business got wiped out. My wife's business got wiped out. So we were in an instant financial crisis of our own. By the way, we had nothing to do with real estate or mortgages. We were just okay. collateral damage. And so our our businesses just went away uh, like a shot and we spent the next four years struggling to get our heads above water and going deeper in debt and so forth. By the time 2012 comes around, we're so deep in debt that, uh, as I often tell it, not only could I not afford to hire a coach, I couldn't afford to buy a self-help book. So I figured, well, I'll start a podcast because I can do that for free and then I can bring on experts that they can teach me for free. And it worked beautifully. What I didn't expect was that I would love it so much. That's what kept me going. So the reason yeah. I've been doing it for 10 years is because I just like doing the podcast. And that's mm-hmm. why I say, don't be surprised if whatever your reason was for why you, you want to do it changes because mm-hmm. you discover something else about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. it's. Uh, I just, you know what it is? I love meeting. And like you say, you know, you, you meet people and, and people are teaching you things for free, right? Because you can right. hire <laughs> a coach. And I'm meeting like yourselves, like so many amazing people and, 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 I'm really enjoying it, right? And I was always a guest. And then I would say, you know, maybe in the last, I don't know, however many months started my own. And I'm like, I can do this. I want to do this, (laughs) right? So I just keep sharing, keep sharing information to people, right? 
So. And the best part is that the more that you do it, the more you realize you're really benefiting yourself more than anyone. Well, that too, yes. <laughs> I mean, not certainly, you hope listeners, actually, I do know listeners have benefited because I've gotten the emails and contacts of people joining me on the show to tell me that you know, it's worked out so well, they wanted to be a part of the show. But you also learn so much yourself just by talking so, to so many people who have those different perceptions, those different perspectives. Sometimes they're perspectives that you wouldn't even pick for yourself, but you still learn from them. Yeah. And, and that's the part that just amazes me, how... I have no idea how many people I've talked with or interviewed over the years. I've done over 1,700 episodes, so it's quite a few. Wow. But um, some of them were with you know the same co-hosts over and over again, so I don't know what the exact count is. But it doesn't matter because whatever that number is, every single one that came in as a new one was one more new perspective. And each one of those new perspectives taught me a little bit more, gave me something else I hadn't thought of before. And you add that up over time. And wow, this is like the most valuable thing I've ever done in my life. Just doing this. Wow. Podcast. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. That's so, very yeah. cool. Keep doing it. it. It always amused me. And when I did a lot of traveling, <clears throat> I still do a significant amount. But, um, you know, you could just start chatting to somebody, some random individual, and you can say, you traveled, you haven't. You've traveled, you haven't. You've traveled, you haven't. Because those who are very tolerant of different belief structures, I think that's one of the things that I've seen that's definitely come out of people who travel a lot. Mm. They become very, very tolerant of of what somebody else thinks or believes or the way they want to look at it. Mm. And uh, it's quite obvious in the conversations often. But you um, as you know, the internet has become so prolific and everybody's watching YouTube videos of every different country in the world and all the rest of it. Um, it's not, it's not as big as it used to be. It's definitely not. I think a lot of people are, are seeing things and I think more people are thinking for themselves than probably any other time on this planet ever before. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I agree as well. And I'm starting to hear more people. A lot of people I'm finding right now are, are, are very confused and they're <laughs> just, I, I feel like people, <laughs> you know, I can be confused too. Right. But, um, I feel like people are searching. Mm. They're just searching for like answers. They're just like, this isn't working. I don't even know where to begin. Again, this is another reason why I got into coaching, right? And, and, um, why I call myself a freedom facilitator. But I do feel like people are just starting to question a lot of things and, and yeah, and just searching and going, wait a minute. There's got to be more. There's got to be more. This is what I'm starting to hear anyway. Well, plus the old I'm hearing that in my own head. <laughs> well, no, I think, it, I think it's legitimate. I think a lot of people are experiencing yeah. that. And, and part of it, I think, is the old institutions are have been failing us for so long. Yeah. I mean, you know, mm. the governments really aren't doing what the government we thought the government should be doing. The religions aren't really doing what we thought the religions would do for us. The politicians don't really do what the politicians. I mean, the, the social welfare, you just fill in the blank with all the major kinds of institutions out there. And none of them seem to produce the results that we really would want them to reduce. So people start to question. They start to doubt. They say, well, there's got to be something else. This can't be it. Yeah. It's not possible. Yeah. You see, Karen, for me, at the age of eight, I was asking this question. <laughs> I was asking these questions. So, you know, the thing that really struck me at that young age was, why aren't other people asking these questions? Why? <laughs> why? Why? Why am I the only idiot in the block? How can everybody be happy with not knowing what the hell we're doing here? You know, why? 
how can you play the game if you don't know the rules? You know, I just <laughs> don't know. Like, yeah, I, I still don't know the rules. <laughs> you get to know them better. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I've always said, since I can remember, same thing, right? Like, for me, it's like always, you know, there's got to be more to life than what I'm living. And I, I think I've been saying that forever now. And I still think there's more to life than what I'm living, for sure, for sure, right? But, but we're learning it. We're learning yeah. this stuff. The, the desire to expand is is absolutely essential. If you take a, an individual and put them in a square-by-square square box, you know, they'll pace around and they'll be happy for a little while. And then after a while, they'll say, oh, this is, like, too small. And then you give them a bigger box. And they think this is great. There's a lot of freedom. And they start pacing around the two-by-two. Two, and, and then eventually, you know, you get the bigger and bigger and bigger one. And, you know, man is always going to hit that threshold where he wants something more, always. Yeah. That's going to be there the whole time. And, you know, that's contrast. You know, when you know what you don't want, you have a better idea what you do want, and then you expand. Yeah. You know what you don't want, you have a better idea what you do want, and you expand. And so, yeah, I mean, Walt and I argue about the expansion belief structure, but. <laughs> oh, we have fun um, with that. That's part of the joy, yeah, right? We do. <laughs> <laughs> I want to come um, hang out with you guys. <laughs> well, you did. Welcome. <laughs> curious mind and yes. and to just be a better version of yourself and get out of your way like just get out of your way if you you know i'm a big fan i don't love getting out of my comfort zone but i do love getting out of my comfort zone because i know there's a lot of really cool things on the other side if i do right mm, so I, i'm I, i'm getting that a lot faster than i used to <laughs> One of my favorite phrases these days comes from uh, the Apple TV show, Ted Lasso, be curious, not judgmental. And I'm really loving that one. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, because there are so many, so many people as I was growing up and throughout my life who uh, either exhibited judgmentalism or taught judgmentalism. Of course, I went right along with it and I was one of the people advocating it and so forth until I finally realized it just wasn't serving me or anyone else. But I didn't, I didn't know it in those concrete terms that that precise way of thinking about it. I just kind of had the sense that, you know, it was failing me in some way. And then as time went on and I, and I became curious without even knowing the phrase, be curious, not judgmental. The curiosity took me to places that the judgmentalism could never take me to mm. and, and never were going to take me to. So when I heard that phrase, be curious, not judgmental, it just instantly resonated with me. Like, yeah, I mean, is there another possibility? <laughs> I don't think there is. <laughs> well, the the new way, I, I kind of looking at it at the moment, and I'm sure I mentioned it before, but um, for Karen's benefit, is, um, you know, there's no right and wrong. It doesn't exist. It's just one mm. person's belief structure versus another person's belief structure. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So true. It's so true. Where was I? I forget where I was the other day. Oh, I was at a restaurant and I'm watching people at their tables, you know, somewhere on their, you know, they're with their maybe spouse, friend, whoever they were, and, you know, they're on their cell phones or some people, you know, just everybody. And I'm just looking at everybody going, I wonder what their story is. <laughs> right? Because everybody has a story. And I'm like, I wonder what their story is. Now, that's the mindset of a podcaster right there. Right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I wonder 
went through. I love doing that on public transport, just looking at people going, okay, where do you live? What's your job? Who are you? <laughs> I love doing that. Yeah. You can you know, create I just, I just bumped, in, bumped into one of the, the safe soil individuals and they've literally given up their job just to help promote safe soil. Wow. They've completely given up everything and it's the only thing they focused on. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. People actually do this. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it shows just how motivated people are for mm. some kind of positive change. That mm. positive improvement. I mean, it's not like, well, that's why I made reference to the institutions before. The, re- the institutions don't really give us a whole lot in terms of positive improvement. And we're hungry for it. Yes. I mean, I referenced the Apple TV show. It, it was a show that nobody in Hollywood or New York or anywhere else wanted to promote. None of them wanted to be producers of it. They said it'll never work. Why? Because it was all promote, it was about promoting positive thinking. No one's going to buy that. No one's going to sell advertising on that. It's not going to work. And then it became the number one television program on the internet. But the, the traditional thinking said that can't work. Well, not only can it work, people are starting for it. Yeah. They're absolutely starting They're for, for it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they don't even know it in most cases. I 101% agree. <laughs> We're starving for a lot of stuff right now. And yeah, so I think it's important to continue on and, you know, doing these kind of shows and stuff and just really help inspire people, right? And, and uh, you know, what are different, like for me, I'm trying to create, I'm working on creating different ways of how to get out there, how to, you know, just help people on a different level. I'm now actually going to be hosting my first retreat. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. well, I wanted to do one. Yeah, I wanted to do one like, you know, a few years ago before COVID hit. And um, obviously, well, we know that didn't happen, right? But um, and I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to start doing these now. And I'm super This is excited. Yoga Laughing Retreat, is it? Well, no, this one's actually going to have, um, so it's a weekend retreat in Ontario. And eventually I would like to uh, expand. I don't know again what that looks like, but I'm sure I'm going to have fun trying to find it, right? Or figure it out, right? But uh, it's got to be fun. Everything, it has to be fun. So, but this retreat, it's um, it's really about getting back connected to yourself, getting back connected to nature for one, right? And just to unplug from technology. There's no technology allowed that weekend. Well, nobody's going to have cell reception anyway, because you can't get reception up there unless you get their Wi-Fi. Are you going to get much done during all the withdrawal symptoms? Right? Oh, my God, I love going. I do retreats that I go to. I love it. I love not having my cell phone for a weekend and oh, nothing, right? So, but uh, we're doing a sweat lodge. Um, nice, I love those. Who's going to be running that. Uh, we're going to do uh, breath work. I'm actually going to be starting a course, taking a course to be a breath work facilitator. Um, that starts, I think, in a couple of weeks. So I'm going to do that. I call it the crazy breathing. I don't even know how to describe it. I'm sure I'll come <laughs> up with better ways of describing this, but basically pulling out those stuck emotions, right? And, um, you know, and when I, I mm-hmm. sorry, carry on. Oh, and, uh, yeah, and it's just going to be, we have a few other, um, things we're doing. So modalities that we're doing and it's just really getting people back connected to themselves. Right. So many people are very disconnected. So did, did you want to jump in with something there, Louis? 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, I had asthma as a kid, and I I learned a lot about breathing, and I overcame it completely. The the interesting thing is, I said to my dad, "Dad, you've really got to learn to breathe properly." He says, "What do you mean? I've been breathing my whole life. I'd be dead if I wasn't breathing." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You mean I'm not doing it right? <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> How do you answer that? You just turn around and walk away. <laughs> well, this has been great. Uh, one thing that we need you to do, is, especially since you just told us about this retreat that you're organizing and these other activities you're organizing, you have to tell people, how do they find Karen Thimer in case they want to reach out and find you? Oh, my gosh. Well, you can follow me on Instagram and you can follow me on Facebook. Um, under, uh, 50 and free, uh, 50, yeah, 50 and free or my name, Karen, Karen Timer. And, um. Did I mispronounce it? I didn't ask you about it. I'm so sorry. Karen Timer oh, that, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what, oh, I guess I, that's okay. I didn't even notice. I'm so used to like people calling me Timer or Timer. It's all good. <laughs> and I should know better because my name's Thiessen, not Thiessen. But what do I do? I, I throw an H in for you. I mean, <laughs> right? Just to really confuse people. Look at you. Yeah, we both have the TH in there, right? That's just, right. Yeah. Just to confuse people, right? So it's all good. Um, and um, yeah, and then you can go to my website, 50 and free. So I'll spell it out, 50 and free uh, coaching. And you can follow my website and on my website and feel free to reach out. I would love to connect. Would love to have a call with people if they're, if they want to learn more. And then my podcast is, uh, freedom starts now. So I do that every Thursday. Excellent. How long yes. have you been doing it now? My podcast? Um, yeah. probably just under a year, I would say. Good. Yeah. So I Cause you got like past so the, the hard part is getting past the first few episodes. Once you do that, it gets easier. So you, congratulations. You got past the first few oh, and you, and you decide this is good. I want to keep doing this. Well, I was on different show, like different, um, I guess shows. Like one was, uh, like I'm with one company breakthrough show. So, and then I also have mine. So, um, that one is fairly new, but yeah. Good stuff. All right. And laughter yoga. That was the other one. Oh yeah. We didn't get a chance to talk about that, but that's fine. We, we've talked about that in the past, but yeah, that's good yeah. stuff. Anyway, Karen Timer, thank you so much for joining us. It's been fun. We really enjoyed getting to know you and knowing about what you're doing. And uh, thank you for everything that you're doing to reach out to other people and help them as they start to ask those questions and become curious rather than judgmental. Oh, beautiful. Well, thank you, Walt, for having me. Thank you, Louis and Anne Marie for, for being here and, and all of you and, and this opportunity. This was great. I love this conversation. So thank you. Brilliant. Most thank welcome. You, Karen. And Anne Marie and Louis, we'll see you next week. And to our podcast listeners everywhere, thank you very much. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Bye for now.